Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello and welcome, my friends. How are you today? And how was your week? If you listened last week, we talked about how to live in a contented space. So I'm wondering if you were able to take any steps toward that for yourself. Uh, I've heard from a couple people now who say that this exploration of the yamas and the niyamas has been life-changing, and I totally agree. It was life-changing for me too, which is why I love sharing it with you. I mentioned this before, but we are coming up on episode 100. 100, y'all. I'm so excited and grateful and also kind of at a loss as to how we could celebrate. Have you been listening to the show for a while? Is there something that you would like to see to mark the occasion? I mean, even if you're relatively new to the show, if you'd like to hear something special, let me know. This show is for you to give you what you need to grow. So if there's anything I can do for you, I would love to hear it. Send me a message on Facebook or Instagram at Your Chakra Coach, or if you prefer, you can just send me an email. It's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at YourChakraCoach.com. I had the great fortune of going to a natural living expo this week, and I met all kinds of people in the spiritual space and people that want to bring light and consciousness to the world. There were crystals and Reiki and tarot readers and psychics and all kinds of people bringing their unique gifts to the world. There were people with herbal supplements and Akashic record readings and medical intuitives, and I loved the variety of modalities for growth. It was an incredible reminder that there is no one right path. We each have the opportunity to explore all the options. We don't have to just pick one thing and stick with it forever. I do think there are a lot of spiritual leaders who would love it if we'd pick one thing and just only do that, which I totally get because those leaders have full faith in their path, which is wonderful. And and when you or if it if you find something that works for you and you want to commit to it long term, that's fabulous. When it sits perfectly in your soul and you feel like you found your place, I love that. But it it seems like most of us haven't found that or we find bits and pieces from multiple sources that resonate with us. And we're trying to combine them into something cohesive that works and helps us with our growth. And that's okay. It's beautiful because a spiritual journey, as much as we love the community that can come with it, the journey is really a solo one. You can have guides and guidance, but in the end, it's what you do for yourself that's going to get you where you want to be. The exploration is part of that, and I think we can embrace it rather than trying to fight 
against it. Maybe you've heard the metaphor of a spiritual journey like compared to being climbing to climbing up a mountain. There are lots and lots of paths on all the different sides of the mountain. They all might look different. Some are very gentle, some are very angled, some are rocky, some are uh, have more vegetation. But in the end, they all take you to the top of the mountain. All the paths are going the same place. And so I think that is a good way to think about your spiritual journey. Now, the reason I bring this up is as a reminder that while we're talking in this series about a very specific path, I still encourage you to take what serves you and leave the rest. This is the Ashtanga Yoga System, an eight-limbed path that the yamas and niyamas are two parts of, but it may not be exactly what you're looking for, or it might not make sense right now, or maybe ever. We'll keep exploring it, but we'll look at other things too. Patience, compassion, and self-reflection are the keys to this journey. So, that said, let's get on to the third niyama, tapas. I think tapas is my favorite of the niyamas, if you can have a favorite, I don't know. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it says about me that I like it or respect it or however you want to phrase it, but tapas resonates with me. I've mentioned it several times in the past 22 months of doing this podcast, suggesting that we spend a week practicing tapas. But today, we're really going to dig deep. The translation of tapas is heat, fire, burning up. Tapas is a spiritual discipline, a transformation, change, catharsis, effort, austerities, growth, trial by fire, if you will. It's a specific effort or practice that we use to spark growth in our lives. Heat as the catalyst for change. Heat changes things. In the physical world, it can cause enzymes to work faster in our bodies. It can break things down. A fire in nature can clear debris to make room for new growth. Heat changes. And sometimes it destroys. I like to think of tapas as coming from two places, external and internal, intentional and unintentional. And it all has a place in our process, (laughs) and it all makes us uncomfortable, or it can when tapas is at its best and most useful. The practice of tapas is those moments when we start to become consciously aware of the things in our life that aren't working, and then we go through the sometimes painful process of releasing them from our lives, burning them away. And sometimes we don't want to come to the realization, but the universe decides that it's time and starts to put us through the tapas process, whether we want it or not. So let's, let's talk about internal tapas first, since these are the ones we have the most control over. Tapas are generally considered to be spiritual practices that we engage in consistently, uh, consciously, and intentionally to further our growth. It can be something specifically to prepare your body or prepare your mind. 
some examples. Having a yoga practice that you do every day or however many times a week that you commit to, but you make a commitment and you go to class or you get on your mat at home and go through your posture sequence, but you do it regularly to keep your body healthy and to practice mindfulness or whatever reason you've decided to practice. That's of course entirely up to you, but you make the agreement with yourself to do it. That's the practice of tapas. Also for your physical body, you could give up meat or alcohol or whatever else that you could mindfully do to exercise self-discipline and not discipline in the punishment way, obviously, but more to make a commitment to yourself and your spiritual growth. And this, this tapas is the physical expression. If you don't want to change your actual intake of food, you could take one meal each day in silence with no distractions, no phone, no TV, no reading, just silence while you contemplate your food and your experience with it. Maybe you commit to a meditation practice and that's your self-discipline. These are just examples of practices you could adopt. I'm sure you can think of many, many more. The idea is that we make a diligent, concentrated effort to be ready physically, emotionally, and mentally for our spiritual growth. Now, how do you feel? How do you feel about the idea of tapas, about adding a practice into your life that is intentional and perhaps challenging? in order to create change. I think it makes a lot of people nervous. Like maybe if they try and nothing happens that they've failed or that they might decide to try something and then miss a day or a week or a month and then that's failure too. So a lot of people never even really make the effort. And to that, I'd like to remind you that we call it a practice. Practice is the time to make mistakes, to do new things, to see what happens. And while I encourage you to pick something and stick with it a while, because otherwise you'll never get the benefit, you're also not expected to pick one thing and do it forever. When I first gave up meat, I literally had a deadline for it. I would do it for three months. I knew exactly when my time was up and that helped me a lot. And then I could reevaluate. And I did. And I decided another three months. And then when I first started my yoga class practice, I committed to two specific classes each week. But I didn't beat myself up if I missed one. And I certainly didn't use it as a reason to never go back. I just, I just did the practice. Sometimes I got the two in easily. Some weeks I missed. Some weeks, though, I got to three or four classes. My point, my point is to just make the effort. That's what the practice of tapas is. And why do we put these tasks on ourselves? It's a good question. Yes, to clean the body, physically and energetically, but also to burn away those things that we don't need. That's the heat part. We might burn away toxins in our bodies, maybe, or or clear our heads with a daily meditation practice. The practice burns away old stories that we tell ourselves that are getting in our way, 
burn away old ideas and make room for new ones. Or just to get rid of some, some of the brain clutter that causes us to be reactive rather than responsive. To change our minds so that there's a space, a breath between what happens and what we think about it. When that space is there, we have more objectivity, a better chance of seeing what is really happening. And then we don't have to get so emotional about it if we don't want to. And we can take action from that centered, grounded place we've been talking about the last two weeks with Saucha and Santosha. So don't think of tapas as a punishment and certainly not something you have to do to be worthy or anything like that. Tapas, heat, is an opportunity to use our autonomy to create change in ourselves that we want to see. We don't have to get rocked by external circumstances. Our tapas practice helps us burn away all the internal excess so we can be clear and peaceful. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. So what about those external things? If you've listened to the show before, you might have heard me talk about reframing our thoughts, giving ourselves perspective, and tapas is another way to do it. If I think back on my life, it, it wasn't really the calm times when everything was going well that ever inspired me to change. How about you? It seems like for most people, it's the times that are really challenging that move us along or cause us to examine our lives. What do we really want to be prioritizing? And I don't, I don't want to ever say that it's great when bad, painful things happen because it's not. It, it really, really is not. And I've said it before, but I'm nowhere near enlightened enough to think, oh, yay, suffering think of all the growth we'll have. I'm just, I'm just not. Maybe someday, but right now, hard times are just hard. It can be years before I see where it led me. And some hard times, I still don't know if they had a purpose or were just suffering, but in our best moments, maybe we can get a little perspective on our hardships and look for opportunities. I'm sure you've heard all the phrases. Instead of saying, why is this happening to me? 
we can say, why is this happening for me? Or look for the lesson. And there's, there's dozens of others. And when we can do that, it's amazing. But when we can't, maybe we can think of the suffering as tapas from the universe. Are you thinking of like little appetizer finger foods? Because I totally am. But, <laughs> but that's not this kind of tapas. Anyway, anyway, what, what if we entertained the possibility that the unhappiness was burning away something we don't need anymore? That it is opening up a little space, a little crack for new growth. Honestly, I don't, I don't know that it works every time. I want it to, but some things are so terrible that I just can't see it. But maybe someday I will. Maybe someday. And that's why I do my practices, my tapas, so that someday I have clarity and perspective. Now, I suppose that this could apply to all tragedies, but for now, for now, let's just see if we can wrap our heads around the small things. I mentioned, uh, I mentioned last week or the week before that I'm trying to reframe my stress, find new ways to manage it. And I read something this week that helped me a lot in the way of tapas and stress. Have you ever felt just overwhelmed by all the things you need or want to do and the responsibilities of your life? Of course you have. Of course you have. That's just part of the human existence. And we can feel hopeless, like we'll never get it done, like the weight of life is going to crush us. And what I read was that sometimes overwhelm is a lot of things that we've been working on coming to fruition in a very short period of time. And I thought about that and I realized, yeah, I'd been working on a lot of projects with varying degrees of success so far. And what happened was that things began to move all at once. It was so uncomfortable. And I mean, some of the things I I needed to do were less exciting, of course, like getting overwhelmed at the idea of needing to schedule an oil change on top of everything else was just, it was kind of dramatic on my part. And I was using it to avoid the other things in my life, the other tapas that were truly there for my growth. You may have heard this process, not, not my specific stress process, but the external fires that burn us and cause pain. You might have heard it called the dark night of the soul. I think this is a a pretty simplified concept a lot of times, but it's from an essay by St. John of the Cross about his imprisonment and misery at the hands of his fellow monks. The idea is that suffering, however unjust, has the possibility to use the heat, use the fire to open us up, to be both burned and blessed, as they say. And it comes full circle because the internal practices, the practices we choose, not only fulfill us as practices themselves, they also give us the strength to withstand the external fires when they inevitably come. Tapas, 
the spiritual practices that we take on, whatever they are, give us the strength to hold on when it would be easier to let go, to feel the discomfort that it takes to truly experience profound change, to transform ourselves into something deeper or broader or however you feel it. The heat of the tapas practice will change you forever. And that concludes our discussion of the third niyama. This week, consider looking at the practices you already engage in or look where you could potentially start one. I've given you a couple of ideas, but really explore your own ideas. You'll know if it's for you. Trust your intuition. Trust your intuition. And you'll know what is and is not tapas, what is or isn't going to spur change. Like probably committing to watching six hours of television every day isn't tapas. I'm not going to say never, but probably for most of us, that isn't a spiritual discipline to create growth. So listen to yourself and see what you can come up with. If you have questions or concerns, you can always message me, Instagram, Facebook, Your Chakra Coach. We talked about that already, but there it is again if you forgot. And remember that if you want to be a part of helping this show get made and released every week, you can go to the Patreon page and join there. Your donations go directly to keeping me up and running. I hope you have the most amazing day. And I look forward to seeing you all again next week. Bye.